welcome to the Non-Player Character Podcast, a video game podcast with character. I am your host and PC, Paul. This week on the show, we are still traveling through time, but we're kind of all, I don't know, centralized in this weird time-space continuum bubble, and we're just sort of floating through it all. It's kind of nice, actually. It's quiet outside, you know? There's no showers, so I've when noticed, you're in a bubble... Yeah, I've noticed there's no showers. Like five people. And uh, Leonard, Leonard is, um, well, he stepped out of the bubble. I told him not to. So there's that. He got yoded. He got yoded. <clears throat> we'll miss him. Right. Anyway, um, who else is on the podcast here with me? Uh, Katie. How you doing, Katie? Homest? Oh, sorry, that's me. I'm great. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Fantastic. You look around an age I am familiar with. Yeah. Yes. What's going on? What's what hmm? are you looking at? Uh, nothing. The wrinkles are fewer, and the hair is somehow more peppery than I remember. Huh. But less than I last saw. Huh. That's weird. Yes. You know, I'll take it. Um, maybe I look more distinguished. Hmm? Sure. 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 <laughs> All right. Kent. Kent is here with us. Yes, I am. We missed you last week. Did you know uh, Ethan, this, this guy, uh, comes from a universe where you never existed? I don't even believe in different universes. I mean, even though we're traveling through time and setting different timelines. You can literally see a different um, universe right, you know, right outside the bubble. I like to believe what I want to believe, and I want to believe right. that due to the colorblindness, that's just a error. A figment? Yes. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. All I right. get it. A figment. <laughs> it's like yes. a pigment. Exactly. <laughs> Your hair is somehow shorter. Huh. I you actually know, didn't cut it, but... Kent, it does look... Really short. Anyway, <laughs> Dan. Dan is here with us. How's it going, Dan? It's going. Yeah. Yes. I hear you uh, started uh, a blood sport of some kind. Yes. Yeah. 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 So how's that going? Well, it's it's, it's bloody. Yeah. But as you know. as one would imagine, yes. a sport called yes. blood sport. Yeah. You'd be surprised yeah. how many mops you go through. You know what? I never thought of that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There was that video game. It was. Remember mm-hmm. that one? So, this is a video game podcast, and we're going to be talking about video games. But first, we're going to go around and talk about what we have been playing. I'm going to start, because no one cares anything uh, about my games that I play nope. at all, ever. And it is the goalpost uh, that I've been playing for all drop on a planet and make it good again games. Uh, and it's called RimWorld. They just came out with a big old update and it's been good. I've enjoyed it and I'm glad I'm playing it. Segment over. Kent, what have you been playing? Um, I have been playing uh, Risk of Rain 1 and 2 because uh-huh. I got the little combo disc pack. Right. Um, and I've been playing Earth Defense Force 5. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Earth Defense Force is crazy fun, man. Oh yeah, no, it's it's schlock. It's um 
you know, it's a game where you kill literally thousands of things on screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you kill bigger things, and then you shout at the top of your lungs in game. Like not you as a person. You there's like a hot key to just scream in that game. <laughs> That's good. That's um, good. No, it's fun. Um, yeah. It's like that movie uh, Starship Troopers, basically. Right. It's basically Starship Troopers. Yeah, it's Starship Troopers, but on Earth, and you have to stop giant ants from breaking buildings. Yeah, and killing you or. You know, killing you or your teammates before you kill your teammates. Yes. Because there is friendly fire. There is. I was just about to ask, is this the one with friendly fire? Because uh-huh. they got rid of friendly fire. No, every mode. Yeah. Easiest is like lower, lower, but like, oh man, send your teammates ragdolling. Yeah, Including yeah. like other players. So it's, it's fun. Great. It's great. Uh, but yeah, Risk of Rain, uh, play it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not big on roguelikes, but this one's a lot of fun. Uh, music's really nice. That's and good. art style is very distinguished. So. Ah, Nice. It's a it's a big thumbs it's up co-op for me. too, right? Uh huh. Yeah, single player or co op. Okay. And okay. a single player, you can actually pause the damn game. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should be a whole episode, like pausing in video games, but <laughs> you know, that's neither here nor there. But. Yeah, yeah. At least not this time. No. Uh, let's see. How about Katie? Katie, what have you been playing? Um. Wow. Okay. I was really hoping you wouldn't. Uh, actually asked me this question. I was hoping you'd forget. Uh, so there's this little game that I recently redownloaded um, mm-hmm. after not having played it for a few years for very specific reasons. Okay. Um, you may have heard of it. Um, possibly. Uh, it's very small. It's called Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> is it the indie one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it totally is. It's very small. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, definitely... Don't spend hours playing that. It's definitely right. not a time sink while I wait for Trials to come back in <laughs> Destiny 2. Um, yep. Cool. That's what I've been doing. So how was that? Not great, Paul. Not no? great. Uh, it turns out MMOs have this whole thing about leveling uh, where they want you to be able to play the game, but just barely. Yep. Yep. So you have that to run chase. around. There's there's a constant chase in MMOs. Uh, yep, came across someone who was level eight ten. And Holy crap! It yep. goes that high now. I think it goes higher. Oh god. Yeah, no, I have uh, a, a friend who's uh, his brother is higher than that. So cool. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. Insane. That's insane. So I'm level fourteen. I've got a ways to go. But you're almost there. Yeah, I'm about a third of the way there. I think yeah. if I did yeah. my math right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Good. So I've been doing that. Oh yeah, and there's no vibration for combat. Yep. No, that's <laughs> um, just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, I've taken to the grand old tradition of just running the fuck away mm-hmm. a lot of times. Also, um, so it doesn't work like regular Elder Scrolls, as it turns out. You can't just pick up a weapon anywhere. Um, you sort of just get weapons either randomly or you have to make them. Um, for the first 10 levels, I did not do the crafting quests. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was stuck with a maple bow for 10 levels. <laughs> oh, but I occasionally got some staffs. Oh. And two-handed weapons. Yeah. Um, for, for context, I am playing a dark elf uh, rogue type. So, you know, the two-handed weapons don't really do me any good. Dumber. And also... Oh, sorry. It's a Dunmer. Dunmer. Um, Dunmer. What a dork. Right? <laughs> Done in Dunmer here. <laughs> um, Unless they change that about the Elder Scrolls lore, too. Oh. 
<laughs> salty. <Wow. laughs> A little bit salty. Slam um, down. Yeah, yeah. Shellfish. Uh, yeah, I played. I played that for. Uh, I remember a couple oh, years ago. Yeah, we played that for for a little while, and it was it was just too much. It's too clunky on PlayStation. It's really clunky. It is really like it's easy to play. Yeah. On PC, um, granted, uh, it's also very confusing. Right. And um, I remember logging in once and crafting because I I wanted to be the best crafter on the server or whatever. And uh, in like five minutes, I just heard a string of racial epithets from another player. Yeah. And I was like, I, I really don't want a game where this is allowed. I mean, you can turn that off. Yeah. But, yeah. But come on. Yeah. Get it is a little easier on PC because I don't have to hear anything. I can just kind of ignore the zone chat. Right. Um, and I got accepted into a guild and everyone there is really nice. That's good. Because um, they're very beginner friendly. Yes. Um. It is a little intimidating being like, hi, can someone help me with this level that um, I'm under leveled for? And then someone's like, yeah, sure. And they show up and they're like, level 10,000. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> the ground like splits yeah. beneath them and they, they arrive. In and it's yeah. like, it's literally like they're Super Saiyan God mm-hmm. blue. The yeah. dark turns like a bright yeah. pink. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And like, they just like one shot the entire yeah, dungeon. one shot the guy. And yeah. I'm just like. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. And, and then, then they, then they leave. Away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's The only way I can play that game is just pillaging. Just, like, loot everything. Yeah. That's all yeah. I do. Just, Although uh, I, I will say that it was a little embarrassing, because I like to play MMOs in third person. It doesn't feel like an MMO if it's in first person, unless mm-hmm. I'm playing a shooter. No, I get what you mean. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like Elder Scrolls in third person, but it doesn't feel like an MMO in first, first person. person. So... Right. Anyway, but there are certain challenges that come with that, which is um, if someone is standing right there and I need to talk to them, but the key to pick up things is also the same key to talk to them. Um, and also, uh, stealing is an option. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a challenge. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. And then, like, you steal their little roll next to them. The, you motherfucker. <laughs> that basically happened. I yeah. accidentally stole, like... I think a cup right next to this lady that I needed to talk to. And like immediately the guards were like, fuck around. Yeah, no, no they no. come after you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's pretty great. All right. Dan, you're up. What have you been playing? Well, I've been playing Overwatch a little bit. Okay. Um, Back but, on the grind. Yes. Uh, the new thing though that I've been playing is I tried out uh, Greedfall. Ah, I'm glad that you did that. Yes. Um, it's almost as if that sort of Ties into what we're saying. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's not a bad game, um, but I only tried it for a few days. It was definitely enjoyable. But it... What is it about the game? Your face right now is is concerning. Because it looks like a really cool game. So it is a good game. But it's one of those things with... um, If you have limited time and you have... You know, only certain game, a certain number of games you can play in a period of time. Yeah. Um, and the options are like a Witcher, like an Elder Scrolls, like a good high end triple A. Yeah, yeah, polished ish. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to play a double A game that just like has bad lip syncing, bad mm. texturing, right? Very questionable animations. Yeah, even though systems that are good ideas but don't really work in practice. Exactly. Okay. Um, so the big thing is that game is the art style is, fan- is 
Actually, really well done. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's like not, colonial era. It's colonial Witcher. Yeah, cool. and that's the thing. Is yeah, like, yeah. It's got a lot of like colonial, like oh, that's cool, but it does uh, establish like a level of fantasy that really does kind of make it interesting a little bit more right. than just like oh, I want to be a colonial person. Right. Okay. So that's what's cool about it. The problem is, is obviously the budget for production kind of let it down at parts because right. it feels slightly like a PS3 game. And I do know that that game was pushed back uh, from its original release, which if you gave me a billion dollars to tell you, I wouldn't be able to tell yeah. you without Google. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pushed back. So it had extra time. So that means extra money. Mm-hmm. And it came out the way it did. Um, it didn't come out at full price. It was a $50 game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, which says something to a lot of people. And yeah. I think we will be talking about it more later on in the show. I'd say probably so. I'd say almost definitely so. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have some news. And then we're going to get to our topic. We can decide what the topic is later. I don't know. We'll get there. We'll, get we'll there. figure it out. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. Where do we play a game? Sure. How about Call of Duty Modern Warfare? No, I always get called a squeaker. Fortnite? Nah, Fortnite's boring. How about Grand Theft Auto V? Mom says I can't play that game. I got just the thing. Whoa! Need for Speed, the yeet. Where this time you can yeet your car across the whole world from just one drift. You can yeet through buildings. Bang into other cars. You can even go underwater. And coming this summer, you can get the DLC to go into outer space. Say again, please. Story is the best ever in Need for Speed history. Johnny, we have to go 100 miles in about 2.5 seconds to jump over that oddly placed train. How are we gonna do it? And this time, as a GameStop exclusive, you get the legendary Master Yeet with two Yeet spray paints and get Yeet Nitrous in the beginning of the game. Need for Speed, The Yeet. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news. Leonard is not here to do the news theme, and that is sad. (sighs) Dan, you want to do us your uh, best Waluigi impersonation? I I, I don't even know what Waluigi sounds like. Mm. That's perfect. Man. That sounded just like him. That was weird. I try. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, we're going to start off with the kind of sad-ish news. Um, GDC has been postponed um, because of the coronavirus. And that's kind of crazy. Yep. We're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Makes a lot of sense, uh, considering that these are developers, uh, huge developers throughout the industry. And um, this is the kind of thing that, if they didn't take into consideration, could destroy an industry. Consider if every developer that went to uh, GDC this year got coronavirus. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's anytime you get a group of people in a very small and confined area, people get sick. Like uh, I've been, you know, multiple conventions, like even Comic Con. Yep. Even as just someone going to it, you get sick. Right. Uh, the, could, the Pax Pox. Yeah. Way back in, in the day. It's yeah, nerd yeah. flu, as yeah. everyone calls it. Yeah, nerd flu. Jesus Christ. Yeah. My <laughs> hand sanitizer is like the number one thing you bring with you whenever yep. you go. Fist bumps, no handshakes, no yep. hugs. Yeah, you do the... Um the, the elbow. elbow. The elbow yeah. shake. Yeah, yeah. Like I would even bring hand sanitizer. I just have like fire. Just <laughs> burn your hands. Just burn your hands. Yeah, yeah pure alcohol and <laughs> light your hands on fire. It's the only way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been postponed. And a lot of people are saying that this, if continues, um, this might also affect E3. Probably will. Yeah, it probably will. Um, so we hope a very swift uh, end to this virus. But even if it doesn't end quickly we're gonna see some trickling because this virus is also affecting uh, uh manufacturing uh in the switch department at least uh, f- uh what ring fit i always want to call it we fit uh ring fit is manufactured in wuhan china um as well as uh the what was it animal crossing switch yeah uh the special edition animal crossing switch was also uh, manufactured in wuhan china uh, they assure us that the manufacturing of the Switch, at least, was uh, completed by the time that uh, the Wuhan outbreak really took place. Uh, but the Ring Fit Adventure is an ongoing thing, and that is no longer sold in some stores. Yep. So, yeah, this, I, this virus is kind of... I do wonder if this is, in some odd way, going to work out in PlayStation's favor. Because they were not planning, as far as we all know, to make an appearance at pretty much anything. Right. So whatever they've already been planning may work out for them if it's <laughs> an online thing, whereas everybody else was kind of planning to be at E3. Yeah. DDC. What if, like, you know, Sony comes out and they're like, I hope you guys are enjoying the virus. Uh, this is just an elaborate simulation for The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that game's going to be so good. Yeah, All right. It comes out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kent, you had something secret for oh, us. Yeah. And yeah, we, we don't even know. Yeah, we don't even know what this, this is. Oh, yeah. So, a um, couple of things. So, uh, Death Stranding has, uh, you know, has been out, yeah. you know, that... Um, I think they may be doing some DLC for that kind of got teased. Sure. Cool. Okay. But so that leaves a big project that uh, Kojima Productions um, is done with. So what's their next move? So they've already been teasing it. um, And there is like a director or someone uh, that Kojima just posted a picture of. And he's like writing on a notepad. And on the notepad, it says next week. So next week, we're going to get info. And um, during that same time... Masahiro Ito, the guy who uh, basically created all or most of the uh, enemy designs uh, for the entire Silent Hill series one through three, at the same time posted saying, um, you know, I have nothing to talk about uh, right now, but if everything goes well, I will have nothing to talk about. And that was like cryptic tweets. Uh, Mind you, his... uh, English is not his first language. Um, And then a few days later, he posted a thing saying uh, Pyramid Head R.I.P. So a little info on that. Um, He created Pyramid Head. Um, I'm sure everyone here knows what Pyramid uh, Head is and looks like. Uh, He had previously stated that he would not work on a Silent Hill unless he could either kill Pyramid Head or just not have him in the game. 
Interesting. Um, you think like, why would he do that? Uh, just because uh, Konami, ever since uh, they took the franchise from Team Silent, because Team Silent no longer made anything past uh, four, I believe. Yeah. Um, they just reuse Pyramid Head for literally every game, and it makes no sense. Uh, slight spoilers, because Pyramid Head is like a figment of uh, James Sunderland's uh, conscious. So dare you spoil a game that's way over 10 years old. (laughs) I think we've had this conversation like 10 (laughs) times for different games. But um, yeah, so like it's a thing that shouldn't be in other games, but it's such a massive uh, icon. It's an icon for the the series. So uh, he does not like it. He's like, I won't work on something else until, I won't work on another until then. Um, And then as you may know, uh, Kojima was working on Silent Hills before he got excommunicated from Konami, uh, which, you know, they released the PT playable teaser. Um, so you're thinking like, uh, I don't know. But like, there's a lot of things that are tying into that, the timing of both of those tweets. And at the same time, um, on the pencil of the guy's notepad, it says pyramid on it, uh, which is eh, okay. maybe nothing. Okay. But uh, we're talking about the guy, Kojima, that created a whole um, game developer development uh, mm-hmm. company just to throw off from Elgar Solid. Do you guys remember Moby Dick Games? Yes. So this guy's right. crazy, but um, well, I mean, yeah, you do remember Joachim? What's his face wrapped like a mummy? Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Ishmael. So yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, there's just a lot of cool things that may be happening. Um, so keep an eye out for both Kojima's Twitter and Masahiro Ito's uh, Twitter. Um, we may link them in the description. I could probably maybe. do that. Um, but yeah, no, if no. you want to check up on them. Uh, but yeah, that may uh, something may be coming out. And by the time this episode comes out, it would be the week of. Right. So you know. So it might happen tomorrow. We record on Sunday, so it might happen on Monday. Yeah. And it might happen the day you download this. Who knows. Yep, so uh, yeah, keep your eyes out, and we may be seeing another Silent Hill, a reboot, a sequel, uh, or it may be something else entirely, but um, even if it's not Silent Hill and they still have uh, Masahiro Ito and Kojima working together, that is something you should definitely keep an eye out for. So. Right, right. Um, so I actually did, uh, thank you, Kent, for that surprise. I'm actually really interested to see where Silent Hill goes, considering that PT was going to be a thing and going to be beautiful, and then... We all know what happened to PT. Yeah. Um, there's a couple more things that we want to get to, but real quick, I just want to remind everybody that um, Xbox Series X, their uh, details has been leaked. It, 12 teraflops is what the internet is saying over and over again. And uh, I can't wait to see what 12 teraflops means to developers. Uh, all these things that they're saying about the system look great. Uh, it is cranking up the price in my eye, but I don't know if they're going to be smart and keep the price down uh, to get the console in people's homes or if they're going to be... um, uh, If they're not going to be as smart and make it a $600 console. Um, But, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I only wonder um, how long will it take before we're actually able to see what 12 teraflops means to an Xbox game. Because we won't see it for the first few years. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, even never. Like, there's a lot of games that won't even use that. It's just like a, it's like an upper limit, you know? It's right. like, oh, you can reach to that. Um, but what would the development cost 
and time be for something that's not a glorified tech demo? Yeah. So like we could what, see a tech demo. Do you know what it is good for, though? Hmm. What's that? A streaming service. That's true. It's very good for a streaming service yeah. that you also, have to install. And watching TV. TV. And watching TV. And watching TV. Uh, also, their save state, their, um, uh, you can hold three games in a save state and pop back into them, yeah. uh, which they promised in the Xbox One. Uh, they said that they'd do that, and it never worked right. So maybe they climbed a, a certain hill in this one, and, and they got that to work, um, but I kind of doubt it. Uh, they are saying that it has uh, ray tracing built in, um, and that is impressive, but it also is incredibly expensive. Uh, the ray trace, the chip that is dedicated to ray tracing, and if you don't know what ray tracing is, uh, look it up uh, for Control, the game Control. It is astounding to look at, but it is incredibly expensive, and the chip itself is uh, roughly the size of the GPU chip. Um, by itself. Yeah, and apparently the chip that they're using isn't even out yet in PC markets. It is not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both the uh, CPU, GPU, and ray tracing uh, uh, supplementary tra- uh, chip, all of those are not out for PC. Yeah. I um, do wonder, though, because they have specified that they are not releasing any Xbox Series X exclusives. Yeah. Everything will be Xbox One as well. Right. So that, that and Windows 10 and, and Windows, Windows 10. 10, but the hamstringing of the original Xbox One, right? I mean, what what that really says to me is that they are going to be downgrading uh, significantly, significantly the Xbox One versions, um, or they're going to be upgrading the Xbox One versions. Yeah, but there's still there's there's only uh, so far outside of the uh, parameters you can go, right? If you're not doing a dedicated performance, then you're not going to get 12 teraflops and be able to knock it down to That's an true. Xbox One That's true. base unit playable. On top of that, they're saying that they're going to be able to play four generations of Xbox. So Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting time. I don't know how they're going to be doing that. Is yeah. that going to be emulation? Is that going to be uh, yeah, an upscale? So, yeah, we have no idea. I will say um, we give Xbox a lot of shit on this podcast because they deserve it, but they do do backwards compatibility almost better than anybody else. Uh, they upscale it, they make it work, and if it doesn't, you can contact them and they Although will fix Nintendo it. Nintendo does it the best, you just have to rebuy it every time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if Good they point. even Good release point. it. Yeah, yeah if they release like it. Like yeah, Super yeah. Mario Sunshine, dude, come on. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to go on to the joke topic, or the joke news topic. What? It's <laughs> not a joke. Okay, all right. Uh, Katie, go ahead. What, what, what was the news topic that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> Fucking Monster Hunter is getting a movie, question yep. mark? Yep, Monster I thought Hunter's that was a joke. Movie. Why did I think that was a joke? When I saw it on Twitter, I was 100% uh, like, oh, that's that's a good joke. That's a really good joke. Yeah. And then I saw that Tony Yaw was involved in it, and I was like, oh, this is, this is serious. Yeah, so I had a thought, and I want you guys to tell me um, if I'm wrong, but, and I... Don't take this the wrong way. I love Mila Jovovich. Yeah. I think she's great. But whenever she's announced in a project, I immediately think, oh. Well, it's because she's been placed in so many trash movies by her husband that it was like. Yeah. I'm like, really bad with names. So can't, like, she, she was Resident in the Evil. Resident Evil she's movies. She's the Resident Evil one? Yeah. God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love her, but like, uh, every no, time I she, see her, I'm just like, oh, no. She has, she has some talent. Since the Fifth Element, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, Fifth Element. Oh, my fucking yeah. God. So good. Good movie. But like, it's like the Ava Green issue that I have. If yeah. I see Ava Green in something, 
other than Casino Royale, it's just like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. No, I mean, it's um, all we have right now are teaser posters. Um, and they are keeping the aesthetic of Monster Hunter, at least the big ass, chubby, fat swords. Yes, uh, they're keeping that dummy thick. One hundred percent. They're also keeping the outfits because uh, I don't know if you guys saw Tony Ya, which, by the way, Ombak. If you're seeing Ombak, a little movie called Ombak. Everybody gets a knee. <laughs> Everybody gets a knee. Uh, that is Tony Ya. Uh, anyway, his outfit is very Monster Hunter. Um, uh, is he going to knee Rathalos? Maybe. I hope so. That'd be good He's amazing. better. He's yeah. an archer. And his bow is twice the, as big as him. Of so, course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that her outfit isn't, you know, more. You know? I like think it, it's because it's yeah. Mila Jovovich. Well, yeah, like, she's hot. Like, yeah, you got to make yeah. her extra right. hot. Also, yeah. depending on the scene, who knows what, yeah, you know, yeah. what's going on. Well, maybe maybe she, she hasn't killed the right animal. Yeah, she's yeah. Skin it. Maybe so. she just started out, and so she's like... <laughs> she's level one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait to see the... Um, what do they call the little cats? Oh, pelicos. Yeah. Yes. I yeah that, that'll be good. That'll uh, be I want to see the the delicious meals. Yeah. <laughs> there has yeah. to be like a five-minute eating scene. Oh, I hope yeah. so. Like yeah. cooking the and then eating. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the pelicos are, are, are the ones that were cooking. None of them oh, yeah. can die. What? None of them Not can die. One. No, they get knocked out. Yeah, yeah they get knocked they out. They actually help you out and trap. And, yeah. Except for the one that got eaten by a big fish. He got knocked out and pooped out. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. <laughs> I don't think Pelicos can die, actually. I think it's their curse. Oh. (laughs) I wish. I saw a stream. Yeah. Oh. So we are... Can't lie to me. We're going to move on. Dan... What so. is our topic? What is our what is not our topic? What is, what is our buried the lead section? Um, so from my favorite developer, yes. another CD Projekt Red development. Mm. Um, their service, I guess we'd call it, good old games. Right. Um, it came out with kind of a industry first, almost in a sense. I'd um, say industry shattering. Yeah. So I know it seems kind of trivial, uh, but they changed their return policy for digital purchases to let anybody who buys anything on GOG, good old games, uh, they have 30 days to return it for a full refund. That's it. That's insane. Yeah. Start the riots. Yeah. All they asked was like, just don't abuse it. Literally, there was no caveats. There was no nothing. All they said was, you know, they will be keeping an eye on it. And if people are abusing it, they will reserve the right to refuse a refund. That's very consumer friendly. But I feel like at this point, it's like... um, you know, CD Projekt Red treats its uh, audience as if like they're like their perfect child. Like they'll no, they love us. No, okay. yeah, they'll never do anything <laughs> bad. Like here you go, honey. Here's the keys to the car. Just bring it back. Don't do anything crazy. Just go straight to school. Don't pick up any friends, and you'll be okay. Love you. Bye. And they come back, and then the car's in like a wreck, and there's like, oh my god, the neighbor's cats run over. Like, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, this is uh, insane of them to do. Um, I could see this working uh, with a seven-day return policy. Seven days is enough time for you to be like, I like this game or I don't like this game. 30 days is the longest period of time ever. 
in the world yeah, for video well, but games. Yeah, but it works for adults. Because, yeah. like, for me, right, 30 right. days, I'd be like, I, I got to play that for an hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, for adults, we don't have a lot of time. But for people who are frequenting GOG and Steam and the Epic Store on their PCs, they have as much time as they fucking want to and play I that game. And I think this is the adults' Epic game store, right? Mm. This is where it's like, look, we understand you guys don't have time. Here's a, a refund that works for you. We don't right. have the free Fortnite game money to throw around, so this is how we're going to do it by just being a quality service. So instead yeah. of approaching it by going, here's free shit, free shit, free shit. Right. It's like, here, we're just going to do good. Yeah. And, and, and to me, they were already doing good because they are the first and only, I believe, non-DRM yes, they are. Uh, uh, digital service. And that is amazing. Um, it doesn't mean much right now because the rest of the industry is going with DRM or fuck you. Yeah. Um, but it, like... It good means guy something. Gog. Yeah, good guy Gog for sure. For mm-hmm. sure, good guy Gog. And like, let's uh, let's compare it to like Steam. So Steam is um, two weeks within purchase, uh, two hours or less. Yeah, of yeah. The game. Yeah, 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 two hours or less. So, Makes sense. I mean, at the same time, like that's pretty good. But at the same time, uh, developers can abuse that as well. Like um, Sonic Forces, I think it was, was literally like three hours long. So. Anybody who beat the campaign, which is, well, there is, that's all it is. It's just a story mode. Anyone who beat that, and, like, not just, like, a speed run, but, like, just playing, like, a the big game. portion of the right. game, yeah. Right. Um, they just couldn't get a refund, and they're like, well, that was, like, way too short, and that was $60. And then there's a big uh, thing going out with this uh, streamer who... Um, was getting in trouble because he wanted he issued a refund for the game and then Sega's like you just you played the whole game and it's like it's past the two hour thing so there's definitely people who um you know like there's some games that will advertise it's short and sweet it's yeah you know but there's some games out there that won't and um it's like little to no replay value it's such a little snippet of a game for like $60 so yeah you know there's a chance that that can happen with you know, Steam's refund policy. Right. So I guess, I mean, I guess this isn't bad, but let's just see how long it lasts before GOG is like, oh, okay, never guys. mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I am interested to see how long it lasts because, like, for Nintendo, the answer is no. If you buy something digitally, guess what? You've bought it digitally and that's for yours forever. Uh, I'm not sure about Microsoft because uh, no one buys anything from them, but um, Sony is lenient um but i have noticed that uh like uh ufc or not ufc uh wwe 2k 20 uh anthem uh there was another one that we talked about uh fall 76 76. they were like okay clearly this game sucks we're um if you want a refund we'll we'll give you a refund other than that you got to show pretty much like i don't want this game this is why and yeah, you can't. And that was taken yeah. into consideration. And you can't like the general rule of thumb is like you can't uh, refund a game if you've downloaded it. So like when you buy a game, um, it'll like it won't auto download. It'll give you the option. Right. So if you click that, then more likely or not, they'll be like no. Yeah. Um, the kind of weird thing with that is that um, I mean this isn't necessarily. I don't know how other places do it, but like if your bank uh, 
refunds that payment without Sony doing it, your account gets banned. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty extreme. Um, and I think it's like a non uh, reversible action. So if that happens, like you can't go to Sony and be like, oh, you know, my bank did it. Like I, you know, can we just redo it that you're just banned? Yeah. So yeah, that's a little extreme too. So yeah, and, and nobody's perfect. So we'll just have to keep seeing until somebody gets it right. Right. But um, as the prolifer- proliferation of digital content uh, becomes the norm, refunds, policies they need to be looked at again they need to be reassessed and and seeing what they can change about it that's gonna be the big thing that holds people back from going fully digital right because like what if there's another anthem yeah there will be well yeah but like (laughs) anthem 2 is that what you're suggesting dan no (laughs) other news anthem is going dark <clears throat> yeah. Is it really? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's going to I think they still had their like Christmas yeah, decorations oh, up dear. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. They're working on something. Uh-huh. Are they now? All okay. two of their oh. employees. Uh, another thing, uh, Breakpoint's like remaster uh, overhaul got pushed back as well. Cool. Mm, okay. I was fully expecting you to talk about Star Wars there. <laughs> I don't know why. No. Yeah, I don't know why you expect- talking about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Weird. We started this whole thing off teasing you about it, and like you know, it's good. No, it's good. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's interested, so no, I'm not gonna push it down your throats. But yeah, it's I, good. Yeah, okay. Well, I downloaded it. Hey, so. man, I bring up Anthem all the time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, Breakpoint just got. They're like, hey, uh, remember how we said we were gonna make the game good? Uh, hold My on, bad. please. Hold on. Please hold. Like, uh, I don't know. Just waiting but, um, music when you load it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like uh, going digital. I mean, it's scary. Like you boot up a game. Like I booted up Crash Team Racing, and there's like sixty literal pages I had to go through for user agreement. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, digital games, we, that's why I like physical. That's why I like physical. But even physical now, like. Some um, games let you, or some places let you return no, yeah, it. Like, um, not just that, but like, if it's like a worry, like, oh, well, the game will get revoked. Um, nowadays, a majority of the game is already, is not on the disc, but through updates. So. Yeah, that's true. It's not like any, it's not anymore where it's like, oh, I can have the game digitally or just all on the disc offline. Now it's like, oh, you have the disc, you have to be online, you yep. have to connect, Dig you have to agree. Even. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. Modern Warfare. Yeah, like Modern Warfare. <laughs> oh, Katie. I just realized we didn't even do Destiny Corner. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? You just realized that? Man, I, uh, man, do we have time? Dan, mm, do you think? I don't um, know, man. Trials is coming back. Oh. God damn it. Is that, what, uh, is that the Destiny news? Yes. Okay. Trials of Osiris. It's a big damn deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a big deal. Um, I bet the entire community is totally down for it, too. Actually, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's there's a lot more positivity than you would expect. That's good. Um, mostly because Bungie is shifting the sandbox. Oh, and they're shifting the sandbox even more by um, retiring old guns after a certain amount of time. Luke Smith discussed retiring guns nine to fifteen months out. Um, wow, what does it mean by retiring guns? So basically, like in end game activities, a gun that you earned, let's say. Let's say, do you remember when Hawkmoon was, like, ridiculous? Yeah. Like, and Thorn was ridiculous? And then it naturally, like, better guns came out, and there were a couple of nerfs, that kind of thing. Basically that. 
but for all legendary weapons. So there would be better guns that would come out. But also at a certain point, you can no longer infuse those guns from year one to continue into year five, for example. Gotcha. Um, for end game activities, he made it very clear this was for end game. So like raids and trials and things that, you know, have that power um, that need that matters. You can't take like a year one gun. I can't take my midnight coup into year yeah. five, basically. One of the things that bothered me about Destiny from their original stance to how it's developed. But I appreciate it now because if they are going to continue to bring older guns back from like Destiny 1 and like let us keep like because he kept saying like, you know, we don't want to blow up your stuff. We don't want to destroy the tower again just to get a complete overhaul. It doesn't make any sense. So he explained it like having like a bunch of magic cards that are overpowered. And of course, as you go into tournaments and stuff, some of those cards are not vital I mean, or no, viable. I, mean, I totally understand it uh, from a development standpoint, but from a We can user, still use them. Okay. Yeah, like in everything that's not like a raid or trials. Yeah. So like in regular quick play PvP, you can still use whatever gun you want. Yeah, because But like if you're going balanced. into comp, if you're going into trials, if you're going into a raid, like I understand like this makes perfect sense to me just because it's like I don't do those activities too often. Um, I do more like the strikes and the patrols and yeah. things no, like I mean, that. I get it. It so. was just one of the reasons why Destiny kind of fell off for me personally mm. was because of all the time and effort for the things that just eventually go away because new. The way that I look at it is it was getting a little too much like marking off a checklist. Yeah, I mean, so. it is, but at some point... Also worth noting, it won't affect exotics, so... Yeah. It doesn't affect exotics at all, That's so nice. exotics are fine. That's good. Because, right. yeah... Because those, those are the hardest ones. Those are the harder ones, or yeah. should be the harder ones to get. Well, I will never play Trials because I'm not very good at that game, but I'm glad nope, it's coming back into the game yeah. and making the, the community a happy, happy place. Yeah, Trials is always the most fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's going to be good. It. They're they're it. doing a recolor on the armor. Mm. I'm excited. All right. So that is our news section where you're going to take one more break and come back with our topic. And we haven't decided what the topic is. How about the death of AA games? <gasps> okay. Welcome, welcome. My name is Danny de los Monstros. I'd like to invite you to a brand new podcast that I like to call Dazed and Disturbed. Can we panic now? There, my friends and I will talk about a range of topics from sick and disgusting to fun and amusing. All this while participating in, uh... <sighs> if you catch my drift. You can find the podcast at www.silvertongueaudio.org or wherever podcasts are being casted out these days. I hope to see you there. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to lie down. Bye. The death of Double A Games. You still haven't told me exactly what Double A Games are. Who killed it? Um. Who murdered Double A Games? 
Oh my god! You know, there's a YouTuber that does that. Yeah, yeah, there is shit. I just aped his. Um, <clears throat> who is the one who killed them? The Double A Games was it? Single A Games or the notorious Triple A Games? I don't like this bit. Yeah, if you haven't turned much. the radio off by now, I'm, I'm probably I'm gonna the put radio? like I'm, I'm gonna I'm put old. organ. <laughs> I'm gonna put so organ music old. under it. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Fine. Mm. Anyway, we're talking about what happens when double A games die. If they're gonna die, what's killing them? Do they them? all go to heaven? Do they all go to heaven? <laughs> Do all double A games go to heaven? Yeah. What are double A games? That's a good question. You still haven't told me, Dan. Tell me what all double A games um, are. All so of them. You have like a triple A game, which is like a high budget long development time period game with pretty much almost endless resources. Yeah. Okay. And then That's going to be your Call of Duties, your yes. Maddens, your FIFAs. Your flagship titles. Yes. Okay. With their big ass marketing <laughs> budgets. and Exactly. Yeah. And then you have your indie titles, which are smaller teams that are... Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game. Perfect Untitled example. Perfect. Game. And then Stardew you have Valley. this... Mm-hmm. Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then you have this weird middle ground where you have people who are not making indie games. No. But... They want to make a triple-A game without the budget. Escape from Tarkov. Escape from Tarkov. Greedfall. Um, pretty much anything by Focus Games. Pretty much anything by THQ Nordic. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and these aren't bad things, because these no. are like, you know, when you uh, used to go shopping, you see like, okay, I know these games. These are the games that everyone markets, everyone picks up. What's what's this weird picture on this? What is this weird game? Yeah. It's not some small little weird like indie style game. It's oh okay, this looks like another game that I know, but it's different. It's got a twist. It's got something unique. It has the ability to take risks. It's not a brand new twenty dollar game. It's a brand new forty dollar game. Exactly, or fifty dollar, or maybe fifty. Yeah, Um, and they are the titles that fill out the year. Those are the games that come in between the flagships that launch that. Everybody runs from. Yes. And we want to be clear. This is not shovelware. Some of you out there might be thinking that we're talking about shovelware in some capacity. We are not necessarily talking about shovelware. No. These are titles that have budgets. Um, Lords of the Fallen. Yes. You know, they try and capitalize on... Bloodstained, even. Yeah. Yeah. They try and capitalize on... um, Well, Bloodstained, I'd say, is more indie, but... Okay. Fine. Sure. Um on themes and trends and things that people want more of, but you can't just do as an indie title. Mighty number nine. Mighty number nine. Oh, perfect double A title to talk about. Yeah, because it's not doesn't have the budget of like a Mega Man to nope. do all the polish, but it is something that is like something you know to give you, you know, that yeah. scratch that itch. Yeah, especially because it was created by the guy who yeah, created yeah, Mega Man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, these are the kinds of games that we're talking about. Why are we talking about them? Well, we're noticing a trend in the video game industry. That's what we do here on this podcast: is notice trends. One of that one of those trends that we noticed is they're either slowing down production of these games, or they're getting canceled outright. Or they're coming out incredibly unpolished, and it's like their budgets were mishandled, misused, or in, in more often the case, not enough money. Just plain and simple, they didn't have enough money. Yeah, because um, I mean, if we look back at like the PS1, PS2, PS3 era, 
or you know, you know, the equivalent for PC or Xbox, however you want to say it. Right. <clears throat> um, the amount of money that it would re be required to make it something that would look equivalent to a AAA title, like Final Fantasy, an early Final Fantasy, say seven. Right. Like you're not going to get the cutscenes, but the gameplay, those giant polygon characters running around, you can you can get make, that. Yeah, you can do yeah. that with another RPG. Yeah, the production cost for AAA games were was way lower. Exactly, and same holds true for PS2. Yeah, PS3, PS4. That's where you start getting a break. Graphics yes. are expensive. Yes. yes, dev kits are expensive. Dev kits are expensive. Animations are expensive. Yes, voice Ev expensive. Everything is expensive. Yeah. Mocap, yeah. if they even have mocap. Yeah, like it's it's starting to get to where uh, there is a huge divide between AA games and AAA games, uh, where there used to be a much smaller one in terms of money. Um, marketing for AA games has never been uh, their focus. Uh, it is still a huge part of their budget, as it is with any property of any kind, television, movies, doesn't matter. Marketing is huge. Um, but, you know, you're not going to see Super Bowl ads for Greedfall. That's just not going to happen. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> but you do see Super Bowl ads for Call of Duty Modern Warfare because they want that sweet Super Bowl audience tuned in and ready to go. I remember when Grand Theft Auto was coming out that uh, that Super Bowl, they advertised the shit out of it. And, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect time to do it. I would even say that we've entered a time... I mean, this is lack of a better term, uh, but we kind of have, like, quadruple A games. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like uh, Naughty Dog, uh, Last of Us, you know, that is a game made around the PS4's architecture. It's made for, like, first party, God you know. God of War. God of War. Like, these are games that have insane amounts of budget. Um, they're... Uh, Highly curated. They're yeah. Teams uh, of hundreds of people. And their publishers are very hands-off most of the time. Um, like, you usually don't see Sony being like, well, we didn't want, you know, we didn't think Naughty Dog was doing a good enough job, so we pushed it back. No, it's Naughty Dog saying, hey, we didn't feel comfortable with this. We're pushing it back. Yeah. And so, Sony being like, you do that, Naughty Dog. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So yeah. I, I honestly think we've hit a point where, like, Triple A is almost getting divided into two different categories. Um, First party triple A and uh -huh. uh, I guess industry triple A. Third party. Yeah. Third party industry. Yeah, triple yeah, A. So we've hit that point. So now the games that were even a tier below that, because, uh, you know, indie games are always going to have their core support. Yeah. Um, and, you know, their audiences. And um, since it's usually just either a one man team or like a, just a few, a handful, yeah. usually you don't need that much for. Uh, budget or for uh, paying your workers. Um, RimWorld Rim so. is uh, one of those indie games that exploded on Steam. Everybody who's anybody uh, has played RimWorld on Steam. That started with a two-man group, uh, and they said uh, in this new January update that they did that they were able to expand their team to something that we never thought was possible. They now have 10 people working for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bastion. It's like, yeah. yeah. Bastion, perfect. One guy. Yeah. One guy made Bastion. One guy made uh, Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. Two guys made Uncharted or uh, Uncharted Goose Game. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Untitled Goose that. Game. Uh, yeah, right. Now I do. Um, so... Like, the, these are indie games. They are 
playing in a different sandbox from everybody else. And when they explode, they sure do explode with fireworks. Um, but it's a one and done kind of thing. And like um, these double A games, I mean, this is a pro and a con. Um, most of these double uh, A companies are almost always uh, comprised of like industry veterans. Like yeah. you get people um, that are making. Uh, I mean, even look at uh, uh, Outer Worlds. Yeah. Uh, like you could argue that's a double A game. Uh, maybe more on the polished side. Right. Um, I would definitely say that Outer Worlds is a is yeah. a double A game. And so that's people who are coming from Fallout. The original without yeah. a sequel yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a name after just Fallout. So yeah. uh they're expensive because when you've come if you're working in the industry as maybe a, a concept artist or a game designer for like twenty plus years and you're going to a new position, you're you better be paying that guy a good amount otherwise he's just going to find somewhere else yeah um and some of these people are okay with lower pays if it's usually they're just doing it for a passion project and they're like oh i have enough money i just want to do something i want for fun right but more often than not they have to pay these people pretty well otherwise you get um uh i'm blanking on the company but torchlight 2 uh they were uh developers from uh diablo 2 and their company shut down just because it just wasn't doing well but the game was like critically acclaimed it sold pretty decently but just they couldn't keep up the cost so you know those veterans just had to go find somewhere else to work at so runic games runic games yes yeah yeah and um so yeah i mean you, you talk about the developers um, but the one thing that I do want to touch on uh, is the publishers. Uh, these games still do need publishers. A lot of um, indie games are usually publisher-free, um, or if they are published by somebody, it is by an indie publisher. However, the AA uh, guys, they have a few places to go. Focus Interactive is one of them. And THQ, uh, Nordic. THQ Nordic is a big one. And I want to talk about THQ Nordic because we almost have a THQ Nordic professional in this room in Kent. How many studios, again, does THQ Nordic have under their gigantic umbrella? Oh, my God. I think last time I checked, it was something well over 40. 40 developers. And that is that I'm, I'm sorry. 40 developing houses. Which is huge. Yeah. I mean, they've bought up a lot of um, uh, studios because it used to be like Nordic Games. Yeah. And then THQ Nordic was the combination, the grouping of both. Right, right. And and they are completely okay with releasing a game that might not do well on store shelves or even in download because they want to keep these developers because one of these days... They're going to make the big one, the big game that everybody's talking about. And it happened a couple times. I mean, they have freaking uh, uh, Destroy All Humans, the remake. When that eventually comes out, that's THQ Nordic. And I would consider that, even if even though it's a, a remake of a AAA game, I would consider that a AA game now. Yeah. So I got, uh, I got some details for that. Um, they have 26 studios, more than 40 countries. So studios like sub country, uh, studios, and they have over, uh, 2,500 employees working under them. I mean, that's like, that's almost like if you group all that, that's almost like rockstar games. Yeah. 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 Um, the thing that I think like, cause it does sound like they're, they're not small. How are they, how are they not making a triple A game? Right. Like, 
Right. How, how, how are they not possible? doing it? Well, Dan, do you want to take that? Yeah, Is that yeah, you were teeing me up or were you teeing yourself up? I wasn't sure. <laughs> Tee myself up. Uh, well, go ahead. <laughs> but if you want to answer, Paul. Uh, you know what? I'm going to let you do it. Okay. Um, well, I think because we talk about costs. Yes. And it's kind of a, an abstract number because costs are, you know, oh, a lot of money. It's a million, multiple millions. Right. Obviously, THQ Nordic has multiple millions of dollars. Why can't they just develop something? Yeah. Um, but we don't quite uh, comprehend how expensive a AAA game is. Um, basically, to put it in like a conceptual way, um, even games that are, say, a AAA game aren't necessarily developed to be a single product. Right. Elder Scrolls being probably the best example. Cool. You create one it. engine, yes. make a AAA game. Take that engine, make another AAA game. Guess what you're going to do again and again to get your money back from how much money you've spent. Just on the engine. Just on the engine. And it's not just Bethesda doing this. It's, no. it's the Snowdrop engine. Frostbite. Frostbite. All of these AAA developers all are using proprietary engines because that how much money was spent to be able to produce that is the only way that they can actually afford to produce multiple AAA titles. Yeah. Not not even considering the cost that it takes AAA guys to market because it's usually roughly uh, double their production cost. Yep. Which is insane to me considering that commercials don't work. Um, <laughs> and no one watches TV. Yeah, no one watches TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, this kind of money is only seen in the AAA. If that kind of money was given to a AA studio that game would turn out to be a triple-A game. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's literally just as simple as that. What we do see in the double-A in the market, like in the single-A, the indie games, is innovation or a thought taken to its extreme. Um, Greedfall is a pretty good example because it is a colonial sort of hack-and-slashy uh, uh, action-adventure RPG. Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and... The story that it tells is an interesting and weird story that you wouldn't see uh, in a AAA space because it's a new IP, because it's uh, it's a little bit... Yeah, I mean, the budget is lower, so the how much money you're going to ask for an investor is a lot lower. Yeah. So you can pitch something that's a little less safe, it's a little more niche. Right. But it, it's more interesting because it's different. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess a really good example of this um, isn't even necessarily double A and triple A, um, but it mirrors that almost like a one on one is uh, look at um, Assassin's Creed at the beginning of the uh, PS4, Xbox One generation. Uh, you got Assassin's Creed Unity had all the major triple A budget because uh, that was a flagship first next gen Assassin's Creed game. And then you had Assassin's Creed Rogue at the same time. Time for only at the time last gen PS3 Xbox 360 and how different those games were and how critically acclaimed they were um, compared to each other and Rogue was um, just so much more of I like it's more of a widely accepted game between that and Unity yeah and it had a lot of different new ideas that were based off of Assassin's Creed 4's core gameplay loop but it had these new things and like a new setting and new yeah. mechanics and you're playing as a templar instead of assassin so it's just you know it's in that thing where that they had less of the spotlight on them so they were a little bit 
they had more free reign over what they could do instead of having to worry about like, well, how are we going to market him if he's going to be this? You know, so they had more creative freedom compared right. to Unity, you could say. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are the big differences between AA and AAA. But, I mean, with all those differences, would you say that um, being able to make something that is significantly, say, different or riskier, wouldn't that make, like, a game more fun? Um, I mean, yeah, this is where we get the good IPs. Yeah. Like, I, as, as we were talking about this, I kind of thought of um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, one of the worst uh, titles of a video game in the world. Uh, but a really amazing game. Um, now, that came from a AAA developer. Uh, the de- developers of three Killzone games. Guerrilla Games. Uh, Guerrilla Games. Um, and some spin-off uh, Vita and PSP kill- <laughs> Killzone games. Liberation. Uh, yeah. It was good. Four Killzone, because Shadowfall. Oh, yeah, Shadowfall. Yeah. There were four. Okay, my bad. Uh, anyway, um, and then they took a hard right in the woods and decided, hey, let's do a third-person action-adventure RPG with a female lead. Um, And the only real selling point that anybody will love is robot dinosaurs. Let's go with that and see what happens. Uh, And they made a crazy amount of money. And would you guys consider that a double-A, triple-A? No, I'd still say it's a triple-A just... Sony having the confidence in them. See, that's like, um, that's interesting because uh, when I was talking about like, you know, quadruple A games that these first party triple A actually have a lot of the similar aspects of these double A games. Yeah. Because they trust them. They give them more creative freedom. Um, sometimes they don't even have to advertise it at all. Like, look at Death Stranding. Like, yeah, it had uh, marketing, but like nobody knew what it was. Right. That was not a triple A standard marketing technique that and uh if for sony especially you can sort of roll in uh your marketing budget uh for a specific game into the marketing budget for your system or uh, a new feature of your system or whatever like the holidays are coming around let's show a small teaser for god of war and really we're advertising for the playstation 4 pro like if you're in-house, if you're uh, uh, making a game, like Microsoft could do the same thing for Halo. Um, they roll in a Halo advertisement inside a uh, Series X advertisement, which they've already done, actually, with uh, Forza and Halo. So, and uh, uh, Hell- uh, Hellblades, and it was Revenge or whatever. So, these are the kinds of things that uh, uh, a quadruple A or a triple A developer has uh, access to that double uh, A will never have access to, and I don't even think indie games would have access to it unless you've already made it big. Yeah, like, you just uh, get Cuphead. picked up by Sony for right. part of their indie production. Right, like Cuphead. Cuphead had a pretty good exactly, or even like, like Undertale, that. like just a huge fan base. Uh, no Man's Sky, mm-hmm. for for instance, exactly huge leg up. But then I would uh, even argue that one. Um, that was Sony first party they were publishing. Right. So that's true. That's true. You know, I think um, at this point, uh, it's it's the evens of the A's that are really shining. Double A and quadruple A, I guess you could argue, um, hold the most promise. But at the same time, double A is almost like an outdated version of that. 
Right. You know how like they release a phone and like the series like five, it's like really good. And then the series six uh, comes out and it's newer, has some things tacked on, but it's pretty dog shit and everyone wants to go back to the previous one but then it's too old so now we got the series uh seven but it's essentially just series five but souped up right it's the same thing kind of like this yeah um i feel like triple a uh non-first party uh like activision that type it's pretty much lost its way and i think a lot of people are getting sick of that um, sick of all these marketing techniques, sick of these uh, quotas that the developers have to check off. Is it open world? Yes. Is it this? Does it have uh, microtransactions? Yes. Does it have uh, a mechanic to keep players playing infinitely? Just like you're saying about um, Elder Scrolls Online, that like, you know, is it making it so they're progressing very little, but they play a lot? Yes. So I think stuff like that, There, people are... Not everyone, but there's a good amount of people that are getting sick of that. And um, I feel like a good way to sum it up is like double uh, A games are those games that maybe like uh, dad or someone else may pick up and they know nothing about it. like, oh, that kind of looks cool. I wonder what that's like. And they play it and they really like it because they're not accustomed to uh, the polish and, you know, smoke and mirrors of triple A games. So, yeah. yeah. I do have one question. I'm going to see what you guys all think. Um, do you think raising the price of AAA games would save AA? Katie? No. No, unless they all... Uh, uh. I think that it would be a Band-Aid on a, on a wound that needs more attention. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I honestly think no. Um because at that point you run the risk of the game not being that good because uh, it can be mediocre and it'll just be people will be like, this is well, $60. From a consumer standpoint, not even that. Like, even if there's a game on sale, if it's on sale a little too soon, even if the game is perfect, even if it's God of War, but if it dropped down to $40 within a couple months of release, is there something wrong with it? Yeah. Like, that's, no, I'm, that's that's how a lot of people look at games that aren't $60. If they're not $60, well, then it can't be that why? good, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean you, you make a good point, and the perfect example of that point is that Division 2 dropped to $5 last week. <laughs> yeah, and people Just still, it, people people buying still it. Didn't, didn't buy it. $3 on, yeah, 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 $3 on, on the digital storefronts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and actually, I, my brother, I told him about it, and I was like, normally it's 60 it's only 3 right now. I was like, oh. Why? Like he was suspicious, <laughs> right? right. And I was as like, well, you should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and but it's like right up his alley. So I was like, just download it, and then yeah. he never did because he was like, no, I don't, I don't know. That kind of makes me nervous. I'm gonna wait, and yeah. it's like, why would you wait? It's three dollars. Yeah, I mean, you told me about uh, Just Dance, the dropped in price, and yep. I was like, Just Dance so dropped in price recently, and it wasn't a sale. Uh, Just Dance 2022, so it's the it's the newer one, uh, and that's because that the subscription went up in price ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I I think if anything is going to save AA gaming, is going to be further distribution of um, um, funding for the smaller studios being able to have greater access to that, and that's just that's something that's beyond our realm of our right. our realm of understanding. Right. But like. It's more studios being more comfortable with giving money to smaller studios. Yeah. Because not every studio wants to do, like, you know, Entitled Juice Game is beautiful. But I wouldn't say that's, like, 
you know, yeah. the kind of art style you'd want in a game that you want competing with like the God's Award. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And, and, and the the gameplay loop is fun. I love Uncharted uh, Uncharted Goose Game. Oh, I, Uncharted Go- I do want to play this yeah, Uncharted right, Goose Game. It's um, like an open world version of this where I just yeah, torment yeah. the entire world. Yeah. But I will like, say that if it was much longer, uh, yeah. if it was AAA length, I would have not liked it nearly as much. Yeah. It's it's small, quick, bite-sized uh, yeah. way of playing the game yeah. is 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 perfect. But you can't that said it looks like okay, this would be $20, $30. Sure. Yeah. Like it looks like that kind of game. Stardew Valley looks like it'd be 20, maybe $30. Right. But if you put a game like if Greedfall came to me and it was like 20 bucks, I'd be like, oh, "Why?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks you know, the graphics look fine, but something's got to be wrong. Yes, yeah. I be. think that's There's no confidence. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think like um, I think people just need to uh, not let visuals dictate what they will and will not buy. Because at that point, if we get games, so like I think the big fallacy with that is that if we have games that look okay like just okay, but they can look like a PS3 era, almost even like a PS2 era if it's like stylized in a way, um, then that saves a lot of production cost and time and you can implement more uh, dynamic mechanics into the game. Like look at um, Earth Defense Force. It doesn't look good, but nope. what other PS2 game- at best. Yeah, yeah. what game uh, can you think of that lets you have hundreds of enemies on screen and pretty much on the pro 60 frames four player co-op with destructible environments like th- we need to hit a point where graphics won't sell thing because like if it's too good looking but it's not that good or doesn't have a lot of content then people are going to be like oh this Anthem? this sold me for that <laughs> yeah so like you know oh it looked good why is it not like nice. this oh yeah i will because then they're gonna see that graphical fidelity and be like, oh, I'm expecting another Rockstar open world game. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think part of that, and this is a whole different discussion, I think, about um, graphics and their use of selling is like these gaming companies have put so much emphasis on look how beautiful it looks. And like, I mean, from PS3, 360 and on, graphics especially became a huge selling point Mm -hmm. and there was a long time there was a really long time that gamers were like we don't care about graphics but how's the story or how's the game well now that perception has shifted yeah now there's there's a crisis now it's yeah i mean crisis three set the bar for 360 graphics but like that said like we have a whole generation of of kids who have been raised on like this looks amazing and it plays great who cares about story? Right. Like, story has fallen down to the wayside, which I'm not saying all games have to have a great story, but it's like, this is what happens. You get games, like, that are God of War, and they have to be beautiful. They have to be, like, somewhat open world. They have to mark certain boxes before they get that kind of funding. Now, if they can't do one or two of those things, then where do you sacrifice the most? Most places aren't going to sacrifice looks. Because yeah. it comes down to, like... How am I going to convince these guys to pay me $60 for this game that I've made? The story can be amazing. The graphics can look great. But the voice acting is bad. The gameplay mechanics are Or the gameplay mechanics are bad. Because they made cuts in places that they thought, okay, well, we can sacrifice this, but we cannot sacrifice graphics. Right. Yep. So it's like the... um Ice Age game. Yeah. That, yeah. I didn't buy it. I just picked up the, the, the case for the Ice Age 2. I don't know. You play as Scat or whatever his name is. 
and um, Scat? I don't know. Cool. Like, what is <laughs> yeah, the squirrel thing. Anyway, you play as him. Anyway, the back of the case, some of the graphics look outstanding. It was like a Tomb Raider rip yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. They look beautiful. It it's like, whoa. But the character model of Scat looked like Scat. Like, it was really bad. <laughs> so it was weird because, like, uh, I was looking at the character and I was like, and then Paul was looking at the environment to the right and I was just fixated on the character and he we both like at the same time started talking and I was like, he was like, it looks so good at the same time. I was like, it looks so bad. And I was like, I paused. I'm like, what? No. We switched images and we're like, Oh, that's what you're talking about. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, like, you know, I don't like Fortnite. Um, but I'll say this, maybe hopefully things are changing a little bit. Because Fortnite is not a good-looking game, and it doesn't push graphics, it is very rudimentary in design. But it's maybe free. it's free, right? I mean, but I- hopefully, maybe people that opens up even just a few people to maybe oh, that kind of looks similar. That's cell shaded, or that is older. Well, I so. mean, Apex doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't look great. It's like, running off of the yeah, it's older graphics. Source engine, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's older graphics. Half life, like yeah, they look true. fine, I guess, but like. It doesn't I mean, look great, great. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the perfect example for a lot of things is the popularity of Minecraft. Minecraft purposefully looks like garbage. And even though they've added, like, extra shaders and things like that to sort of make the lighting a little better, for the most part, it is still, like, a 16-bit game made into a, a, a modern console or PC title. So you have all this space. Apparently, each map is as big as Neptune the planet in terms of size, um, just because they're dealing with 16-bit things. And the core mechanics are really good, and they keep working on them to make them even better and deeper. People have made calculators in this thing. like, And it is incredibly popular. So maybe when the generation who is playing Fortnite who is playing Minecraft right now, maybe when they grow up into developer age, they will see where they came from and AA will make a return. I still don't think so. I think they'll see it and be like, yeah, I remember those days. But now... Now I want to blow shit up and make boobies perfect. I think the only saving grace that we will find will be um, these SDKs that come out, the Epic... um, Unreal Engine. Um, SDK. What's yeah. that? Uh, base, well, what's SDK? Yes. Uh, software Development Kit. Thank you. Basically, it's a kit that helps you create everything. Yeah. But they also come with uh, packets and basically tool sets for people to create things easily. Right. Um, and you can have backlog of stuff to easily do animations and so forth. And as those become more prevalent and available better visuals will come out. The problem is going to be the AAA, quadruple-A pushing further. Okay, okay. Well, um, as usual, Dan is the pessimist and I am the optimist when it comes to the future of video games. Realist. Yes. Uh, Katie, I hope that answered your question as to what AA games were. No, I still have no idea. (laughs) Well, we are out of time, so it doesn't matter. And it looks like our uh, time warp stop is coming up, so we have to get out of the bubble. Uh, Hopefully, Leonard will find us at the... Do we um, have to dance? No. We, we don't have to do the time warp. Oh, God. 
All right. Well, <laughs> that bit is destroyed because you destroyed it. You should feel bad. And I'm going to end the show know. now. Uh, so you can always find us uh, at silvertongueaudio.org. We have amazing podcasts there. Dazed and Disturbed is our newest podcast that we added. Uh, it's Danny Dolas Monstros, and he interviews some absolutely interesting people. Sorry, who? Danny Dolas Monstros. Uh, one That's more Danny Dolas Monstros. <laughs> he interviews some amazing people about... Uh, interesting things like cryptozoology and uh, extreme body mods and bad horror films and also weed um, it is a very 420 friendly podcast uh, also Midnight in the Bay is there you can find it at silvertongueaudio.org or on twitter at silvertongueca is there anything else that I have to say oh yeah we have another podcast the NPC Adventures that I consistently forget to plug you can find it there you can start at number one and just download and listen and we are having a lot of fun playing that game but it's wrapping up pretty soon so uh, get on it before we change games and that's it from us at the NPC Podcast we'd like to thank you for downloading let your friends know that we are the best video game podcast on Apple and Google Play this is one long outro wow, you know what this is taking a long I gotta time. practice alright it's gotta be perfect also the best until oh, next <laughs> game as I say at the end of every podcast until next game I listened to a couple of really good ones Silver tongue.